Whoever said that taking care of your dog was easy might not have been doing a very good job. You're feeding your dog kibble food, and I thought that was fine for a long time, but it's not. It has to sit on the shelf, according to the government, for at least two years, and nothing happened to it. So it's been cooked. A lot of the good stuff is out of it. Rough Greens puts all of the good stuff back into your kibble food. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. I want you to go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN33, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or 833-GLEN33. We have Christy Noam on with us in just a minute. We are definitely safe. We're not in a banking crisis. Joe Biden came out and said, and I quote, Hey, little girl, you're cute. Okay, uh, so I feel better about it. That was his statement, something like that this morning. Um, However, there's something else going on that we talked to you about, and that is the UCC revisions. Um, You may not know what this is. But it's the Uniform, uh, uniform Law Commission that uh, has a code on how we're supposed to do business and everything else. Well, they're changing that code. And they're asking states to sign on. Come on, pass this legislation. Hurry, don't think. And it changes the definition of money. Uh, makes it so the central bank can have a digital currency. But all other digital currency that may have come out, you know, prior to, uh, we can't accept that as money anymore. So, wait a minute, what? No, don't worry about it. Pass it. Hurry up. Well, there was a veto that just uh, just happened from Christy Nome because the, uh, the state of South Dakota decided, hurry, hurry, let's pass this. And she said, not so fast and vetoed. She is leading the way. There are other states that had this on the right track to get rid of it. And the banking uh, community has come out and said, you got to do it. Don't you realize we could be headed for a crisis? Oh, okay. So I'll hurry up and pass that then. Don't do it. Christy Nome is with us here in just a second. First, if you've had enough. You know the uh, you know the Republican slogan was in the 1950s had enough yet I think it should be used again had enough yet as an American how you feeling about the mobile companies that rake in hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes billions of dollars all while publicly hating the country that made it possible for them to do what they do in the first place used to be that you just had to put up with that but not anymore because of a company called patriot mobile america's only christian conservative wireless provider they will offer dependable nationwide coverage 
on all three major networks. That means you'll get the best possible service wherever you're at. And if you're not satisfied, their coverage guarantees to let you switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. Most importantly, you're doing business with a company that supports free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, actually likes you. Doesn't say, oh, thanks so much for calling. Now they actually like you, and they have a 100% U.S. customer service team that makes switching really simple. Go to patriotmobile.com slash back or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation. Make sure you use the offer code BECK. Stand together, support companies that share our values. patriotmobile.com slash BECK, 878-PATRIOT. Governor Christy Nome. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. How's your morning going? Well, you know, a little banking collapse thing, but... Uh, mm, I know. You have any thoughts? Well, you- I'll tell you what. It's a, we're in tenuous times here with quite a few different um, situations, threats at the national security level, financial level, and people's basic freedoms. I, it, it, is, it is coming faster and faster uh, mm-hmm. every day. Um, let, let's first, can we just talk? I've got a lot of things I'd love to talk to you about, but sure. l- let's make sure that we, uh, we cover this. You just beat, vetoed a bill and you, you don't do that very often. Do you, is veto kind of rare with you? It is pretty rare. Usually I have one or two every legislative session. Um, I've had several already this session, which is strange. I've never had a veto be overridden, which means every time I've vetoed a bill, the legislature has read my reasons why, looked at the policy, and agreed with me. I'm hopefully well on this bill then, too. Um, this is a bill that came, it was over 110 pages long. It was sold as an update to the UCC, the Uniform Commercial Code, and something we just needed to adopt to be in federal compliance and you know, put a rubber stamp on. It was interesting. It didn't get introduced until halfway through our legislative session uh, and went through pretty overwhelmingly through the House ended up in the Senate. And when I started reading it and digging into it with my policy team, the Senate was extremely upset that I expressed concerns. Mm. And why did they, uh, why were they upset? Well, I think, you know, South Dakota is a smaller state. Uh, They had the same folks up in committee testifying from the banking association, from financial institutions, South Dakota's well, the best state in the country to have a credit card company, to have a trust. Uh, financial services is our third largest industry here. Mm. Um, so they they are used to seeing the same familiar faces come up and sell policy. The interesting thing about this bill is that it has a section in it uh, buried in the bill that talks about the definition of money. And it specifically says that CBDCs are allowed in the future when it comes to digital currency, but any former uh, definition of digital currency would would be allowed to be discontinued or not recognized. It specifically is paving the way for a government-controlled digital currency, should that be adopted, and should be alarming to every American. After what we've seen the last several years with the federal government being willing to trample on people's freedoms to to control them, I would think uh, them coming out with a definition of money that allows them to control your assets would be extremely concerning. So, we, uh, I vetoed the bill. I'm hopeful that the legislature will agree with me and they'll become educated on the actual policy that's wrapped up inside of it and, want, and really understand that it's a threat to the American dream. When will that go back uh, to the legislature? 
We go back into legislative session in a little less than two weeks for one day. It's called veto day, and that's when they consider uh, the vetoes that I have put forward, and they either choose to sustain them, agree with the veto, and the bill would go away, or they would override me. I can do style and form vetoes as well, and I also have the budget yet that I have to look at and decide if that's going to be something that will move forward. So um, you need people to call in a couple of weeks, or should they call now? I need them to start calling now. I think that um, a lot of legislators didn't read this bill before they voted on it. It was a pretty pretty extensive piece of legislation. Um, They also, you know, did not really understand the threat that we're seeing, especially now with the financial crisis we see going on. And then also we saw the credit card companies recently come out and say they're going to start coding gun purchases separately and tracking them. For me, it's a direct tie to the federal government saying that if we don't like what you're purchasing, well, then if you're using digital currency anytime in the future, we can control your access to your to your dollars in order to even purchase what we like or don't like. So it is something that is, um, you know, everything I look at is setting precedent for the future. And this is paving the way for federal government control over people's personal dollars and assets. Uh, So just uh, call your state house. If you happen to be in South Dakota, call your state house. I will tell you that um, what uh, Chrissy has done here is extraordinarily brave. She is standing up against a very, powerful industry as you know today uh more uh definitely not bailouts happening uh through the fed um today they're very very powerful and a lot of these uh legislators and senators listen to these guys and trust them and uh you really need to speak out and let them know you are not for anything that paves the way for a central bank digital currency when especially when that's the only thing to find is money very bad uh, glenn specifically this bill is being proposed in many other states i think I know. there's probably 20 other states that are talking about this policy so even the more that people pay attention and bring awareness to it we need to educate people in other states too so, i think that's one of the main reasons for chatting with you today too is to let my people in the state know what, what's going on but also you know we're the first legislative session i think to complete its work in the year And we're always the first ones to kind of deal with these kinds of bills and have to veto them or sign them into law. If people can pass them in South Dakota, they know that makes it easier in other states. Uh, So we're off in the battleground here. And uh, we did make the right decision here in South Dakota. Um, And then I hope these other states are paying attention and we educate those folks, too, so they don't go ahead and adopt these without really thinking about the consequences. Well, I got a phone call. I think it was maybe it was Friday. Um, they said, I've got good news and bad news. And I said, yeah. And they said, the UCC bill in every state is uh, dead. And I, I thought that was the good news. And he said, no, 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 no. I mean that all of the advances we had made uh, last week, the, the banking uh, committees and all of the people that were for the UCC just descended on all these state houses mm-hmm. and uh, – talked all of these guys out of stopping this in their state. So I said, what's the good news? Christy Nome, she vetoed. Uh, so you were the only bright spot there, and I thank you for that. But you have to call your state legislature and say no on the uniform commercial code changes. No, absolutely not. It, it is the authoritarian tool 
that is required to control absolutely everything in your life? Well, Glenn, the one thing that people should know, too, is that there's no rush on this. Uh, It doesn't get enacted until 2024. So a lot of what their testimony was is we need to hurry up and adopt this. Um, It's fine. Don't worry about it. But there's no rush. Um, We should have a full debate on the policy. If people have concerns, we should be able to talk about them and if they don't, uh, they should. We should give them time to be educated, make make wise decisions, especially in light of what we've been through the last several years. So, uh, I am back um, to the same place I was in two thousand eight. Uh, nobody is prepared for what's coming. Nobody is prepared for what's coming. We are going to see a crash of biblical proportions. Um, and all the things they said in two thousand eight, it'll shut down the global economy and everything else is on our horizon at some point. It has to. We we just can't get out of this trap we're in now. Um, and we have definitely not a TARP bailout, but the, but the Fed is covering everything, and the Treasury is guaranteeing everything for these banks that went under. There are people that say, absolutely not. We cannot do this. Others are saying, again, the same thing they said before. We have to, or this chapter is over. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, listen, I'm, I'm much more focused constantly on problem solving and being making the best and wise decisions looking into the future. So I do think we have economic financial crisis coming our direction. My job is to protect my state as much as possible. So we have a extensive briefing that will happen this week with all of our banks and institutions gathering as much information as we possibly can. I think that if anybody is looking to the federal government to help secure their future, they should stop fooling themselves right now. Any kind of bailout, anything that this federal government's going to do is not going to shore up your life, your livelihood, your finances, or your family. It is time for people to start. Yes, it is time for people to start taking personal responsibility for themselves Uh, and their neighbors and churches to start getting engaged and involved. Um, People don't have to feel um, like they've lost their foundation. It's just we put it on the wrong thing. Everybody has been looking for the government for all the solutions, and that is how this world has got tipped on its ear and why we're so unstable right now. So, yes, people should be wise and plan for the future and start looking for a better place for for their foundation rather than this government, because this government is only coming to steal your future. Um, Last uh, couple of things. One, uh, uh, our Treasury Secretary was was over in Ukraine. I think it was last week, wasn't it? What are we doing in Ukraine? Yeah. What, what is happening? Why, why is Hillary Clinton well, over there today? What, 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 what is this? We sent more money there than we have securing our border for the last five years. And it is a corrupt regime. Just the history of Ukraine is that... Um, you know, we can't be certain of how they're spending all these dollars that we're sending them, and their their track record is not great. So I understand uh, pushing back on Russia. We're just and using financial sanctions certainly is a helpful tool, although we've relied on it too heavily, and uh, we've had a weak foreign policy uh, the last couple of years when it comes to Europe, and and so I I do believe that it is time to for us to wake up and understand that Ukraine has some issues. Uh, We need to put America first again and start focusing on what we do and that it shouldn't be to the detriment of the American people. Um, You know, I don't know what the plan is. We've never had this president articulate a plan for Ukraine. He's just reacting and then 
in that way, digging a bigger hole for us yeah. in the long run. Um, we're talking to Governor Christy Noem. La- last thing, are, are you at all considering throwing your hat into the ring for 2024? No, I'm focused here right now, Glenn. I, I do think this country needs a, a leader that makes tough decisions. I don't know who that is yet. Um, so I know all, all these people personally that are talking about it. I always get a little nervous about people who spend their whole life dreaming about being president. <laughs> Most of the time, I think they, they're the last person you should want to be president. So, um, you know, I just want, I, I wish we had a guy who could speak like Ronald Reagan again, or a woman who could speak like Ronald Reagan again, and somebody who actually cared about what our founders gave us. Because if yeah. we lose this country, where do we go? Yeah. So good to talk to you, Christy. Thank you so much. Governor Christy, uh, Governor Christy Nome, please, in any red state, call your legislature now and say no to the UCC bill. No, it cannot be Gandalf. You shall not pass or we're or we're going to get our digital currency. No way out. It's uh, an unfortunate fact of uh, life that simply ignoring a problem doesn't make it go away. Right now, you're feeling the effects of inflation. Well, inflation doesn't. I mean, you're filling up your gas and sure, it's, it, you know, it costs more of your tank, but that's not inflation. Groceries, they're just better than they were. So the list goes on and on. If you've been thinking about refinancing your mortgage to try to get rid of some of that debt, but you're worried about losing the low rate, consider this. Any mortgage rate is still going to be lower than something like credit card debt. A lot lower. I know it's a big decision, but you should consider it. You should be talking to the experts that you can trust, and those experts reside at American Financing. It's a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people like you an average of $700 a month. And you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So change your situation. Here's a lifeline, American Financing. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10-second station ID. We say hello to uh, Mr. Pat Gray, who's filling in for uh, for Stu today. Hello. You bring so much to the table, right? And uh, I mean, would you have had that hello from? I would Stu? not. I have, don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. So, what are your thoughts on what's going on uh, today? With the what do you think is is the SVP thing? The the uh, I think it's really bad, but I don't I don't think this is the catastrophe that we've kind of been worried about. I don't either. Foresee on the horizon. Yeah, I don't either. They're not ready with the CBC no, yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, but it's a big deal. It's the second largest bank collapse in American history. That's, that's since, substantial. I think, yeah. And yeah. it's the biggest since 2008. Yeah. When Washington, I think it was Washington Mutual. Right. That went down. Right. And got gobbled up by uh, Chase Bank, which, yeah. you know, um, they weren't nearly big enough to begin with. And so they really well, needed to gobble up. Can I tell you what I think would be really good? Is if we could get some of these local banks to collapse. Oh yeah, and then just have the bigger banks absorb them. Yeah, so we could have that would be like ideal. What four about banks, or even 
you whittle that down to one central centralized uh, bank. Um, uh, what would you call it, though? <laughs> Just one central bank? Yeah. Is what you're calling? Yeah. Huh. Well, like, I, I don't know. Something federal? Well, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't really, when you get down to four banks, mm-hmm. wouldn't you have that anyway you, you in really reality? Would. You really would. I mean, and, and what is the Fed but a conglomeration of tw- the 12 biggest banks? Right. Which so. would end up being the four biggest. Cause yeah. Because the others just, are going to go out. Yeah. And be gobbled up by the other by the four right. existing, and then the 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 Federal Reserve will gobble up the four, and then yeah. it'll be so easy. We can all have the same bank, <laughs> be great, and they can just mm-hmm. they can just digitally put money into our accounts, and then they can di- digitally take it out of our accounts too. Or, you know, if there's inflation, I learned this from modern monetary theory mm-hmm. if there's inflation in one sector yeah th- all they have to do is if they have control of the money is just stop the money from working in that sector except huh. for those people that the central bank thinks really needs that what a wonderful idea it's a really Isn't you can great? print as much money as you want if you do it that way they say Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's we, really convenient for us since we're doing that anyway. Yeah, right. So, right. Yeah. We'll just keep doing it. Right. Right. And it'll be a it'll be considered a good thing. Correct. That, that way you don't have to raise interest mm-hmm. rates. You just shut people down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to slow the economy down. Your digital currency just stops working at certain places. And eventually we'll all own nothing and like it. I can't wait for the future. It's a beautiful utopia they're working towards. <laughs> it really beautiful. is. Beautiful. And you know what? They say utopias never come true, but that's just because the right people weren't in charge. Hasn't been done right, right. yet. And when I look at the people who are leading us right now, I think, right people. Right? Right. These guys are competent. You put Pete Buttigieg in, in charge of a few <laughs> things, and you're going to see how perfect it is. The Glenn Beck Program. Yep, it's hard to uh, it's hard to improve on perfection. I mean, where do you go from Pete Buttigieg? Where do you go? Where do you go? It's nearly impossible. You know, uh, Mike Lindell found a way to improve on the My Pillow, but I don't think he could improve on Pete Buttigieg. My Pillow has a new 2.0. My Pillow 2.0. It's perfection improved. What it has is temperature regulating technology. I think that's the wrong word for a pillow. I don't <clears throat> like. I don't want to sleep with technology. <laughs> it's thread. That's what it is. And it took technology to make the thread because the thread is temperature regulating. So your pillow doesn't get hot. Uh, it's great. 100% made in the USA. Comes with a 10-year warranty. What pillow does that? 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special squares. Get the new buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Glenn Beck, Stu Bergier, Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat wow. Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Promo code will not be censored. And do that today, won't you?
Letter to Bank of America. Greetings. Nationally syndicated radio host and best-selling author Glenn Beck covered this story on radio that alleges via a whistleblower, Bank of America uh, data mined its customer base and turned over private records to the federal government in regards to January 6th. We continue to follow this story and have a few questions regarding this section of the testimony. Uh, Bank of America provided the FBI's D.C. field office a huge list of individuals who use Bank of America credit or debit cards in D.C., yada, yada, yada. So we asked, why would Bank of America violate the privacy of their customers without a subpoena or evidence that they had committed crimes? Now, I believe Bank of America, when we first covered this, said, what are you talking about? We didn't what? We no well, we were working with the they, you know, jingle jingle. Hello, hi, it's the FBI. We'd like some records. We can't. Okay, uh, so I think that was pretty much the story the last time. But we've just found out that um, it went more like this. FBI. Yeah, hi, it's Bank of America. We've got some dirt for you. Uh, so we'd like to know why Bank of America would violate the privacy of the con- uh, the uh, customers without a subpoena or evidence that they committed a crime. Just everybody who used their card. Uh, did BOA volunteer the information? Uh, are there or have there ever been any uh, data mining efforts by Bank of America? Assuming this testimony is true, and I just don't believe it. Why should Bank of America customers trust their banking services with you? How will Bank of America repair this breach of trust? Um, You know, we understand that you didn't provide a comment to the Federalist or weren't able to by their deadline. So we're extending ours until last Friday. Yeah. So that's what we sent to Bank of America this time last week. They didn't. They're just too busy and big. I mean, they answer questions to their customers. What? What are you talking about? We can't. FBI. Yeah, they're on the phone with the FBI all the time. Now, somebody who did get a couple of answers is Riley Moore. He is uh, the West Virginia state treasurer. He has been. uh, This guy is a pit bull on um, anti ESG stuff. By the way, Riley, you got the um, the anti ESG proxy voting reform. It passed on Friday, did it not? It did. Oh, it did pass, Glenn. Thank you very much. Thank for the you. Support on that. It was a huge battle, but you and your listening audience uh, played a big role in that. Thank you. Um, I will tell you, um, please. I just talked to you about the UCC bill and this bill for uh, um, anti ESG. It's now passed in West Virginia. This bill and and the UCC, they have doubled down on them. And all of the progress that we had made is starting to slip through state legislators' fingers. You've got to call them and tell them, we want the toughest anti-ESG bill out there. Um, Riley, let me ask you about Visa and MasterCard. Because last week, you guys got this done. Um, Visa and MasterCard has decided to pause their plan that would track gun and ammunition sales. Can you? Yeah, that's right. So uh, House Bill 2004 uh, just passed last week. This bill, Glenn, what it does is protect our Second Amendment rights and information. So what credit card companies 
working through the banks. So this goes back to the banks again, of course. The banks, like Amalgamated Bank in New York, working with Senator Elizabeth Warren, pushed this idea of, well, I know how we can create a national gun registry. Why don't we have credit card companies do it? So they got the International Organization on Standardization, yes, that's a real thing, uh, to come up with this new merchant category code that will uh, code specifically guns and ammunition. So things like Bank of America could say, hey, I think we have suspicious activity here. I don't have a warrant or subpoena, but I'm going to turn this over to the feds just because I think it's bad. We're not going to let them do that here in West Virginia. We have outlawed the sharing of that data specifically. And I'll tell you what was very interesting about this. We also created a cause of action, cause of action. So people can sue if their data has been shared without being subject to a warrant or subpoena. And this, I believe, is what got them to back off is the potential for massive, massive lawsuits. Please thank your legislature and everybody involved for this. This is the one thing that you and Utah really are leading the way on, on protecting people. You know, the, the, a lot of times uh, these legislatures will talk about, for instance, an anti-ESG bill, and they'll protect the oil companies or the energy companies, but they won't give you fair access. So you can sue yourself if, if something happens to you. So thank you yes. for including that. And the merchant can sue as well. So let's say the credit card company won't let them use a terminal because they're a gun shop. Uh, they can sue for that as discrimination. If your credit card won't work at a gun shop, you can sue. We, we have multiple uh, lines here in terms of uh, causes of, of action that we put into this legislation. Now, I, I will point out something very interesting. Some of the people in the financial services sector in the credit card industry said, why don't you just ban the MCC code? And I said, hmm. Wonder why they want that. Well, our lawyers started looking into it, and since the MCC code is actually created, the merchant category code is created by the banks, this would push the liability to the banks, and they could have likely sued us over an interstate commerce clause. Mm. That's why we went the direction they were setting us up, felt like it was a trap. That's why we, we went the direction of cause of action on sharing the data. It is. It's amazing to me how far uh, they have gone and how well planned all of this is. This is, you know, all coming fast and furious to people who are actually just doing the work for America. Um, and there's teams out there that have been thinking these things through and are years ahead of anybody else. And uh, and just by the grace of God, I think we're, we're f- figuring out some things and being able to maneuver like that. Does it bother you at all that they said they're just pausing this work? That does. Uh, that does bother me a little bit. And I'm not sure if they're trying to speak out of both sides of their mouth to not get the liberals to go bananas on them or us or both. So. Um, we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on this. This bill has passed. The governor will sign it. Uh, and if we need to start bringing lawsuits, we're going to start bringing lawsuits. And the attorney general has authority to place injunctions in this uh, as well on behalf of individuals. So 
we are loaded for bear if they decide to try to pull this stuff in West Virginia. Uh, certainly encourage everybody listening, uh, encourage your state to adopt the same type of legislation because we have to create a fortress around our Second Amendment rights. So does this affect anything like I was talking about Bank of America just um, turning over records, not being not no no subpoena, not nothing, just turning over the records of everybody who was in Washington, D.C., um, violating everybody, uh, their their privacy. Yes, if Bank Bank of America were to turn over gun purchases of any individual in the state of West Virginia just because they will be sued. Right. But is is there anything in the law now that they just did this for September? I mean, for uh, January 6th, they they just turned over anybody who was using one of their credit cards and said, hey, we just want to help you guys out. They weren't asked for it. They just turned it over, apparently. You know, uh, not in West Virginia, and I'll tell you, is when we looked into this, uh, just generally, as it relates to data that they collect, and now what they're going to say, this is how they do their record keeping, um, and this is, which is a fact, but banks need to record keep, but they're weaponizing that requirement of record keeping. There's not a lot of laws and regulations around how that data can be used. Jeez. Uh, scary times. R- um, Riley Moore, he is the um, Virginia State Treasurer. I wish you would continue to be the treasurer, but I, I know you're running for Congress. You think you can make a difference there. Uh, and I just uh, I just thank you so much for all the hard work that you've done. Oh, thank you so much, Glenn. And look, this is, these are the type of ideas I'm going to bring to Congress. We need people that want to fight and just not sit on the sidelines. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Riley. Riley, thank you, Glenn. You bet. Riley Moore, one, I mean, he is a leader in the country on anti ESG. I mean, he has been there from day number one um, and uh, remarkable. He's just a pit bull on this stuff. All right, back in just a second. There's a certain kind of person out there you almost instantly know when you see them, you know, who fits into that category of above and beyond. You know the type. It's that person that helps you box everything up on moving day. You know, for the low, low price of, you know, you got pizza. Uh, the guy that comes down the street who will mow, mow your lawn because he happened to be out mowing. The neighbor lady who just baked just too many darn cookies this morning and brought them to your family. And here's a batch. These people are good people. And they're the kind of people that we look for when we're looking for the right real estate agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com is my company. And when it comes time to buy or sell a home, You need an agent at the top of his or her game, somebody that you can trust, somebody that has the same ethics that you have and the same work ethics. Um, I mean, unless you're lazy, because these believe me, these guys are not. Um, Take the extra step. We've taken it for you. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and interview these guys. Before you do anything, just interview them. See if they're not the right one to sell or help you buy the next house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So, I'm, I'm thinking... The closest story to this in history, at least of the 20th century, 
was probably the vote to go to war with Germany and Japan. Um, that was unanimous, I think, except for one. One person, a communist, I think, probably from Maine, might have been Bernie Sanders, <laughs> voted against it. But you want to talk about a, vi- a bipartisan bill. The House voted 419 to zero. How's that even happen? 419 to zero, and I believe the Senate was 100 to zero, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was unanimous, so everybody who was there voted for it. Uh, have you ever heard of never heard 519 of people in Congress voting, all voting the same way? Nope. What they voted was uh, to declassify all the information on COVID-19 origins. So <laughs> Republicans and Democrats were in on this bill. Now, Joe Biden comes out over the weekend. And he's like, I'm not sure I'm going to sign. I might veto that bill. Well, dude, you don't have the vote. I mean, if this is a real vote, you don't have the votes to override it. It's not even close. Not even close. So what is happening there? I I mean, I haven't seen anything like that. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. Mm-mm. I, I mean, especially now in this environment when they can't agree on anything. Whether the sky is blue or water is, is wet. That? Uh, what never. is that all about? This is it's just interesting. Like, it's very interesting. If it were real, I would be shaking in my boots if I were Fauci. Because Fauci, I mean, this yeah. shows everybody just wants the truth. Now, I don't believe that. But that's what this would say. In the utopia world of America, that's what it would mean. I don't know what it means in this America. But uh, Fauci should be worried. And he already is. He's already changing <laughs> He's already changing his mind. You know, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, uh, their lab leak is uh, ridiculous. Unless you mean that, uh, you know, they went out and collected some bats and brought them back to the lab and somebody might have been bitten or they were doing some experiments on how to stop this stuff. And then he left the lab. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what we mean by a lab leak. Except, do you, did, he, did he say you had to be bitten outside of the lab? Yeah. Oh, outside yeah. of the lab. Yeah, while, okay. while you were collecting the yeah. bat poop or whatever you're right. doing. you were bitten. You got bitten and you got infected. And uh, then you went back to the lab and then you left the lab. Yeah. Bizarre explanation of <laughs> a lab leak. Uh, he, nah, that's he, not what we're talking about. He did say the other possibility is that this virus accidentally escaped a lab after being taken from the environment. But in seeing that we've never found a bat or an animal or anything else that has this, the only environment mm-hmm. that it seems to come from is a lab. <gasps> what if it was from another lab and they took it from another lab? That would right. be an environment taken yes. from an environment mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then brought to the Wuhan lab. Right. And then it escaped. Huh. Wow. That'd be weird. Naturally occurring. Right. Naturally occurring. We're just the definition of is. That's all we're looking at here. My gosh, this guy is crazy. He's, he's trying to cover his butt because he doesn't want to get anywhere near the gain, the uh, gain of function research that was being funded. Still is. By us. We still are. Yeah. In fact, we're doing more than we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are suicidal. The, the people that are in charge of this nation and our security are mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. They're crazy people. Yeah. 
They're either incompetent, you know, the Buddha judge and the and the Joe Bidens, or they're crazy and evil. I mean, who's who does this? You've got a virus out. It came from a lab. It's clear. It came mm-hmm. from a lab. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know what we need to do? We need to keep doing more of these things. We should do. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing a lot. I think we should do a lot more. Can anybody uh, pick up a sloth on the way in and let's just dig under its fingernails, see if we can find something to kill people? I mean, holy cow. So irresponsible. Hopefully, America wakes up before the next pandemic that Bill Gates is talking about. It's almost like he knows something, but he definitely (laughs) doesn't. He's just a farmer.